Living Show, a show dedicated to the discussion of resiliency and the women who portray it oh so well. Each week, I will hold a conversation with some of the world's most resilient women. Remember, I am resilient, but guess what? You are too. Let's get started. It's not what you said, it's how you said it And don't you say you love me when you know you'll regret it It's not what we did, it's what we did on And we've been losing time and don't know how to admit it When love don't feel right We got along, get along on the outside, head out the door, but ours on the inside. Love don't feel right. We get along, get along on the outside. Hearts ain't gonna, hearts ain't gonna lie. But half of the same, don't take that the wrong way. You know what I mean. Hearts ain't gonna, hearts ain't gonna lie. That I wanted But you know people change We're not the same as we started When I'm running away We're moving forward And though we're trying to stay ahead We're just treading water When love don't feel right We get along, get along on the outside Head out the door but I on the inside Love Don't feel right We get along Get along on the outside Hearts ain't gonna Hearts ain't gonna lie Alyssa, Hearts Ain't Gonna Lie. You know, I really like that song. I stumbled upon it and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. But not as cool as today's special guest that we have in the Resilient Living Room. 
I suggest you go ahead and get you something to drink, a notepad, or whatever it is that you need, because we got some resiliency coming up in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Should your home insurance rates go up just because you make a claim? Allstate doesn't think so either. That's why they offer claim forgiveness. It's just one of the great features of the new Your Choice Home Insurance, only from Allstate. Having something happen to your home is painful enough. That's Allstate stand. Are you in good hands? Terms and conditions apply. Call your Allstate agent or 1-800-ALLSTATE or visit allstate.ca. So today in the Resilient Living Room, I have the pleasure of having the multi-passionate entrepreneur, author, podcaster, lover of God, books, and kids with autism, the occupational therapist herself, Miss Tiny Seaborough. How are you? I am fine, and you? I am great. I am so happy to have you here with me today. You have been doing some amazing, awesome things. You're very quiet, very humble, but your energy and the work that you do makes a lot of noise. I just wanted you to know that. Thank you. Thanks to hear that. Um, I'm just super excited that you've sent the opportunity for me to be here. Oh, of course, of course, of course. And I can think of a better way to describe someone like you, even when I was reading some information on you. And I'm like, God, you know, to have a multi-passionate entrepreneur, that takes resiliency. And then she's an author, a podcaster, that takes resiliency. Lover of God, that takes resiliency, especially in the world today. And it's not something that we hide. It's just something that, you know, you have to be careful because so many things easily offend. So it takes resiliency to stand on that and believe in him, even when you're around people who don't. And then, you know, you love books, you love reading, and you love kids with autism. So that is especially rewarding. And it takes some resiliency in dealing with children with autism as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to get into that? Let's start with the kids with autism. What made you want to get into that? Well, that's an interesting story. You know, um, when I first, actually, it goes all the way back to the fifth grade. I decided at that moment I wanted to be a pediatrician. And so I began to take that course in life. And um, I started, of course, at Armstrong and I got on the biology pre-med track because I was going to be a pediatrician oh, and then, wow. yeah and then I transferred over to Columbus State and um, graduated from the Medical College of Georgia but the interesting thing is along that career path you know I discovered a Goliath in my life that I had to defeat and that was called physics okay <laughs> <laughs> Goliath won, okay? So, um, I decided that, okay, well, this is no longer going to be a reality because um, I had to take, like, the first one twice. And mm -hmm. the lab, I, I, was, I was acing the lab, okay? I had an A in the lab, but it was the class itself, okay? And so um, I had to make a decision. And I remember one day I was walking down the hall and I saw this sign about occupational therapy. I said, I never heard of that. Let me go figure out what that is. And 
I went and checked out the place. I'm like, this is pretty nice. And they suggested that I should probably go to a hospital or a clinic and sort of check it out first to see if there is something that I really wanted to do. Right. And I observed a clinic and absolutely fell in love with it. And I knew at that moment that's what I wanted to do. So I still have the opportunity to be in the pediatric fields, but I always ruled out from the very beginning. I didn't really want to be a teacher, but uh-huh. I wanted <laughs> in pediatrics and occupational therapy that was it that is awesome and so then from there you know you're you're loving children and you're doing your occupational therapy and you decide i want to be an author (sighs) how did that happen (laughs) (laughs) well it goes hand in hand actually with the field of occupational therapy because you know in my first year I was so excited I got my first job and I relocated out into the Virginia area and um, the state of Virginia allows you to practice on a temporary license or provisional license for a year while you're continuing to study for the exam and the problem with me is that all my life I've always struggled with taking tests Okay. okay, and so here I am, you know, I, I've been studying the entire year, and um, I now had a full year experience practicing as an occupational therapist, and I went six years in school for a four-year degree, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel so, bad. Yeah, Don't feel bad. Oh <laughs> and so um, here I am, I have a degree. I have a year experience and I failed the board's exam. And because I failed this board's exam, I no longer could practice in my field. Wow. And so I was stuck. Um, nobody will hire me in Virginia because everybody looked at my application and said I was overqualified. And um, I had no choice except to pack up within a year and come back home to live with my parents. And I had to take that test two more times. You're talking about $500 each time taking this expensive board's exam. I understand. Yeah, at the $1,500. <laughs> 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 As that test. And I'm so, I know my daddy was really excited about it because he was probably tired of paying for that. Okay. And um, I passed that exam. And so that, you know, that sort of got me back on the path into my field. And, um, it was in that first year, though, you know, um, walking into one of the schools, because at that time, I think I was a therapist at, like, five different schools. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the typical. That's the norm. Okay. So, um, I had maybe about 50 kids on my caseload, and I would say one school really broke me in because that was pretty much my first introduction into working with kids with autism. And um, I was blown away because... This one child had the ability to memorize the entire map of the state of Virginia. And I was blown away. Wow. And um, the principal said, you you know, I want you to meet this little boy because what we do is anytime somebody comes into the office and they're lost, we call him in to draw a map for them to show them how to get from where they are to where they need to go at because he's memorized the entire map for the state of Virginia. And I was like, (laughs) wow, okay, this is really interesting. And that was like really my first introduction to working with children, autism, and I was blown away. 
I've had some experience with working with uh, autistic kids. I, I have a couple of family members who grew up as autistic children and now they're in the adulthood. But the amazing thing about it was their ability to grasp to music or arts or, you know, I have a cousin that could just hear a song on the radio and play it on a piano. Yeah, And it was just mind-boggling to me how the mind works. And then I took a dabble in special education and I learned hands-on that, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing different about it. You know, growing up, people will make you categorize children. And when you heard the word autism, you just put them in this box. But really, there are a lot of autistic individuals who are beyond smart. I mean, they would put what we consider to be normal to the test. Absolutely. So that's great that you had that opportunity to work in that capacity. Well, still work in that capacity because it takes perseverance in addition to resilience. And in talking, in talking about that, I can hear the passion in your voice. I can hear, you know, how much you enjoyed and loved and my God, the investment piece that you put into this occupation so what made you want to become an entrepreneur having this under your belt oh my goodness <laughs> breathe slow <laughs> um you know it, it started with me in virginia in that first place where i lost everything and i decided that i wanted to write a book and I had no audience. I didn't really know anybody. I just had a desire or a passion to write a book. Okay. So at that time, I wrote my first book um, called The Distinguished Warrior. And it was really geared towards um, young adults who were on a path, dealing with maybe a lot of resistance, opposition in life, and just trying to find that path called success. And um, like I said, the reason I wrote it is because, like I said, I... I thought I was doing really well. I just graduated. I had everything going for me. And within a year, I lost it all. Right. And so I actually launched, for the first time, I launched my own self-publishing company. And so that's literally how I sort of moved into the um, field of being an entrepreneur because I started off with a publishing company, but it was only intended for me to use to publish my own books. Right. Uh, and then people who kept saying, well, how did you publish your book? I said, well, I published it myself. You have your own publishing company? Yeah. Well, could you publish my book? Well, uh, I guess I could. Yeah, I could do that. And that's pretty much how it started about, what, 16 years ago. Wow. And you know what? And thinking about that, that is really how most entrepreneurs describe their journey. They hit the bottom of the bottom and they're like, look. I can't continue to dangle my life as a carrot or have, I have responsibilities now. It's not just me. I have family, I have children, et cetera. So they dive into the land of entrepreneurship because at the end of the day, it's one thing for someone else to let you down. It's another thing for you to let yourself down. So you feel like if I go into entrepreneurship, I can at least vouch for myself if it goes great or if it doesn't go so great. Right. So with that, you, you, you decided to be an entrepreneur, and then you decided to podcast. So how, <laughs> I, 
I love it. I love it because I am the queen of multi uh, income streams or you know, just expanding my reach. I'm the queen of that. So tell us a little bit about that podcast. Well, girl, look at here. Let's say it started with a girl by the name of Tia Ackermore, okay? It's like, I remember the day. I'm like, okay, Tia's talking about doing podcasting. I don't know, should I sign up for this class or not? I'm sort of interested in it. Maybe I should. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and do it. I wasn't sold on it yet, you know? It was just really more of me just trying to get some information about it. And, um, and then with one of my business mentors, she had brought in another guy who um, is well known for podcasting as well. And he did a session with us and I was like, you know what, maybe I should do this. And so that's pretty much how I started. And so I started first in a podcast geared towards, um, autism because one of my books is called hope for autism so i started the hope for autism podcast right and then i just sort of ventured about a year later into doing one as well on the publishing side for authors who are just trying to figure out how do i make more sales how do i get more visible um and then we started that on the global visibility podcast right and right that's pretty much how i sort of you know jumped into that but both of them is because once again this girl right here this multi-passionate <laughs> okay i wish i really wish i could just focus on one thing it's but i'm not worried that way i can't help it and i can't do it okay <laughs> well i know i can and it's funny that i have you on here because i could i could legally say this i have an iep for how I'm wired. So even though I'm not in school anymore, it didn't expire because I graduated or anything like that. So that's always my go-to. Like, you know, this is documented why I'm this way. <laughs> so, but no, seriously, you have done an incredible amount of work just helping other authors. I've seen that. I've had a pleasure of being on your podcast. I've had a pleasure of listening to it. And you're so you're so soft spoken, but you're so driven about the impact of that, as well as the kids, as well as um, entrepreneurship. So, if someone wanted to know one of those three areas that you've just mentioned, how would they find you? How would they get in touch with you? They wanted some of your brilliance and some of your resilience. Oh, well, <laughs> um, of course, I am available on Facebook. I mean, you can start there at Tiny Seaburl. That's T-Y-N-E-I-S-E. Seaburl -E. um, is S-C-A-B as in boy, O-R-U-G-H, um, Tiny Seaburl. And then if you wanted to find me in regards to autism, um, you can also find me under tinyseaburl.com. And if you're interested in um, just connecting with us from the publishing side, it's seaballenterprisespublishing.com. So you hear that, Houston. If you want more information about working with kids with autism or just understanding autism in general, you need to follow her and connect with her. If you want to know about publishing a book, even help writing your book, you need to connect with her. And if you're a multifaceted, multi-passionate entrepreneur like myself, who's already connected with her, then you need to connect with her. You are doing awesome, Tanise. Well, thank you. Thank 
thank you. I mean, you are the boss, girl. I'm looking at you like this girl is blowing up, and I loved it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And everything that I know, I do try to share because I, I wish I had that glossary or that text of information that I have now. So that's why I'm like, no, I can't just sit there and see somebody trying to tie their shoe, and I'm not telling them the cheat code, you know. So <laughs> that's the whole point of relaying that information, especially to people like you who I see are definitely making an impact in those areas and aside from that you know that's that's what it's really all about that's really what this whole resilient movement is about it's just letting us know that wounded scarred or not we can still get back up and and do this thing called life yes yeah we sure can i love it <laughs> <laughs> You just have such a peace about yourself. It's just so calming. <laughs> no, that's that, that introvert in me. I'm just sort of quiet and sort of, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. And probably until you're in work mode and then you go full beast mode and you're like, wait, was that tennis? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that mode or when I'm in ministry mode, uh, I'm a totally different person. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. That you is probably awesome. <laughs> I probably would believe it though. That's just a thing because you you could not be multifaceted and still be one way. So introvert or not, I I probably would believe it, and I'm hoping that our audience believes that as well. So there you have it. <laughs> this has been nice. Okay, Resilient Land, that concludes this week's show of Resilient Living. Tune in next week for another amazing discussion with one of the world's most resilient women. Remember, I am resilient, and guess what? You are too. I would love to hear your feedback. Email me at info at and make sure you subscribe to the Resilient Magazine at www.resilientmagazine.com. Come on, ladies. We're waiting to hear from you. Produced by Three Beats.